0: Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Here's the podcast for the Jeremiah Johnston Show. And don't forget, you can also listen live across the Faith Radio Network Saturdays at 11 a.m. Central or 12 Eastern for the entire hour. And if you want your question read on the live show, go ahead and send it to me at www.askjjj.com. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Jeremiah Johnston Show, combining cutting edge biblical scholarship with meaningful, thought provoking discussions and practical answers to your questions. It's time to own your faith and be a Christian thinker with our host, author, Bible scholar, apologist, and president of the Christian Thinker Society, Dr. Jeremiah Johnston. Welcome to the program, welcoming everyone from Across the Faith, Radio 15 Station Network. This is the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I'm Jeremiah, and I am delighted to be having a one-hour live conversation with you, answering your questions. And I want to let you know immediately, the lines are open, 877-933-2484. Have you noticed when it comes to faith, sometimes it can be tough to get answers to our questions? I mean, how do we know God is real Where did the Bible come from? What happens after we die? If God loved me, why did he allow this to happen in my life? Those are just but a few of the 10,000 questions that I've been asked through our ministry, Christian Thinkers Society. And so I've dedicated my life through biblical training and meeting Christians across the denominational spectrum to answering these difficult, hankering questions. And so many of us, perhaps we're too embarrassed or we... Fear there might not be an actual answer. And so we end up with these deeply personal questions that go unanswered. And so that's why I'm delighted to be partnering with Faith Radio Network. And on this initial program, I'm also excited to be joined by my counterpart, dear friend ministry colleague now, the director of programming at Faith Radio, Neil Stavum. Neil, thanks for being with us on this first program.
1: Oh, Jeremiah, so excited and honored to, uh, to have you part of the Faith Radio Network. Looking forward to uh, great days ahead as you provide uh, some, some great teaching for us. And, and really, I think it's, it's the hope and encouragement of Christ that, that we want to offer each and every day here in Faith Radio, and we're especially excited about this new opportunity today.
0: That's exactly right. And I want to encourage our audience because we are here for you. It takes courage to ask questions. So many of us, we have an unanswered question, Neil, and it becomes like quicksand and it becomes almost like spiritual paralysis. We don't know where to go to ask. And the beauty and the power of the Christian faith, I think, Neil, is its ability to answer those unanswered questions that we all have. And I'm just so excited for the vision of Faith Radio to partner with me to say, you know what, we believe there are answers. It's not a sin to question our faith. Let's investigate these discussions together.
1: Well, you know, we've had opportunity, Jeremiah, over the past few years to interact through uh, your being a guest on our various Faith Radio programming. And, you know, it's just obvious that God has really given you a, a gift and the ability to communicate these uh, these difficult waters for many people. You have great wisdom and insight. And so we're looking forward to hearing some of the, uh, the good news of the gospel as it's presented in a way that we can understand. And again, as you said, it's an opportunity for our listeners to engage, ask questions. They can do that on the phone. They can text. Uh, they can email. There's a lot of ways to get plugged in. And I know that as you travel and speak around uh, the country, around the world, that you collect questions all the time. So there's no shortage of questions. We're we're looking for answers today.
0: Absolutely. And it really, I think, allows us to understand what the temperature, what the pulse of the church is today. Because when we use a word like apologetics, that can be a difficult word. But all it means is we're giving a reason, truly an answer for the hope that is within us. And so With what you just said, Neil, collecting, I'm really a collator of these questions. I know that every program is going to make an impact. Now, we're going to go to a break here in a moment, and I want to get right to the questions. You can text them in. You can phone them in, 877-933-2484. If you're not in the United States and you're listening via podcast or if you're listening from around the world on the Internet, you can go to askjjj.com. That's www.askjjj.com. Neil, I'm delighted you're going to be joining me for the hour so we can bat the ball back and forth. We're going to be back in just 90 seconds, so stay with us on the Jeremiah Johnston Show. And we welcome you back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. Our phone lines are lighting up, so we're going to get right to your questions in a few seconds. But I just think, Neil, that we need to set the tone for what the program is going to be about. It's important that we know who we are and what lanes we're going to stay in. And I think that as we've concepted and visioned the Jeremiah Johnston Show Obviously, we're going to have interactive discussion and dialogue, not just monologue. We're going to do a power segment, seven minutes of teaching of the most important information I feel people need to know in that particular broadcast. We're going to have a question of the day. I want to hear back from our audience. And then, of course, we're going to have entertaining interviews with some of the world's brightest thinkers. But I just find it interesting, especially in light of the culture. We live in a world of acrimony. People are so tired of that. Don't you think that people are hungry, Neil, for true conversation about things that really matter?
1: Yeah, I think we uh, because we're we're surrounded by uh, you know a 24-hour news cycle and talking about things that often do- doesn't matter. And I think we all have those underlying questions, or would like to just be able to dig deeper. Where can we go that, as you said, is a safe place to? deal with some of those difficult questions, and then have an honest conversation. I guess, you know, Dave, uh, you're probably not guaranteeing an answer for, because some of the questions are unanswered. You've written a book by that title. So there are lots of things that, you know, maybe we won't know this side of eternity, but we're excited to at least be able to engage in the conversation.
0: That's exactly right, and we do live in a society that is so different in that we want a quick soundbite instead of substance. Now, I will do my best to give every one of these answers my elevator speech (laughs) in two minutes or less, but I do want our audience to know, an important question deserves an important, informed, conversant answer. And so that means I need to be well-read. I need to be conversant. I need to be able to represent all sides of the issue with integrity to really investigate what that answer is to the questions that we all face.
1: Well, are you ready to dive in and uh, take your first question? I am ready. All right. Well, we're going to uh, to line one then. We've got the Jennifers calling in from Kansas City. Uh, Jennifer, welcome to the show. You're on with uh, Dr. Jeremiah Johnston.
2: Oh, thank you. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Jennifer.
2: So my question for you is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they've all written down their accounts of everything that happened, but how did they how did they remember all of these things in Jesus' words to be able to recount them later?
0: What a great question to start the Jeremiah Johnson Show. Thank you, Jennifer, from calling from Kansas City. And this is such an interesting question for us, and it really reflects our modern way of thinking, because some of us, because we read the New Testament through 21st century eyes, we say, how did the eyewitnesses get it right? I mean, they're writing the gospel of Matthew, Mark, or Luke, uh, perhaps 30 to 40 years later. I mean, how do we know they really remember Jesus's actual words? I mean, we think about things today, um, just conversely. I mean, if the president of the United States says something, you can read it immediately on Twitter. We live in this age of instant information. Um, We literally can know what's happening around the world in a moment in our fingerprints, right at our fingertips. And yet we forget that the first century world, this was an oral culture, Jennifer. This is the way that things were done. People were very used. If you and I lived, if we could go back right now in time to the first century, people were used to listening to someone, what they taught remembering it and in this oral culture the ver- the verbal story of someone what they experienced it actually had more value it had more authority than even the written word it was seen as a living voice so why did it take so long for the gospels to be written People didn't start writing them down until these witnesses, these living voices began to die. They realized that soon these eyewitnesses would not be on earth anymore. They wouldn't be able to tell these stories that were valued so much. And so they began to write these stories down. And the the apostles then, being very um, uh, full of integrity, full of, of an ability to uh, collate the data, they oversaw this oral tradition. I mean, think about it in the book of Acts. When Judas was replaced, the requirement was that the new apostle had to be someone who had been with Jesus remember what the book of acts says from the beginning he had to know Jesus personally and i also want to just give you all this i mean when we read matthew 5 6 and 7 i mean you do know this was one of jesus's sugar sticks right i mean jesus did not just give the sermon on the mount one time i am a historical jesus a new testament scholar this is what i what i specialize in uh, he probably taught some form or fashion of the, museum, of, of the Sermon on the Mount numerous times as he traveled from place to place, and he would have expected that his disciples, and that's what all of us are, we are learners of Christ, would have heard this teaching, we might have even edited, add to it, and even presented it in a unique way in our own communities. And so, without a doubt, they remembered it. And I want to just make this very clear also for our audience. I mean, it's interesting to think about that first generation of Christians, because They had no Bible. They had no written tradition, but they did have the power of eyewitness testimony. In the oral gospel, and that is what turned the world upside down, as it says in acts seventeen Great question, Jennifer, to kick us off here on the Jeremiah Johnston show.
1: Well, Jeremiah, maybe if we could just follow up a moment because obviously the scripture tells us that you know scripture is all God breathed, so uh, you know while they uh, remembered while they uh, each of the writers wrote it in the way but it was God directing right this wasn't just uh, this wasn't just uh, men writing uh, various stories.
0: It's so important that we understand the doctrine of the inspiration of Scripture, and I really appreciate you bringing that out. Now, it wasn't mechanical dictation. It wasn't like these New Testament authors, and we believe there are nine New Testament authors at minimum. It wasn't like they went into some kind of euphoric or hypnotic state and like their harm just started moving across the page. No, the Holy Spirit indwelling them, filling them, was the agent that spoke to them, that led them what to write. And so we do look at the New Testament books as having authority. We believe in the authority of the New Testament. We believe in the historic definition of the church, the infallibility of those books. And without a doubt, as Paul wrote to Timothy, literally scripture is God breathed. He breathed it through us. And so in this beautiful hybrid, the Holy Spirit working through these men, their experiences, what they experienced with Jesus, have given us this amazing, reliable document that is sustained and that continues to impact the world for generations.
1: Jeremiah, we've got some other callers uh, queued up and ready to go. I wonder if we want to just take our break now and then we can come back and uh, jump in with those uh, just so that uh, we can allow a little extra time to get those answers to those uh, maybe unanswered questions.
0: Absolutely. Let's do it. Stay with us and call in 877-933-248 for AskJJJ.com. I've got several coming up uh, that are being emailed and texted right now as well. So stay with us. We'll be back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I want to encourage you to connect with me at Christian Thinkers. That has an S on the end, ChristianThinkers.com. Connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook page, Christian Thinkers Society. Uh, We have opened up every avenue for you to submit a question, and I want to make it clear, I answer all the questions. Uh, I don't have a ghostwriter. I don't have someone writing these answers on my behalf, so please have patience as I get back to you. But when you think about the fact that we've answered now 10,000 questions, we have quite a library of available answers that I pray will just simply strengthen you in your Christian life. I mean, if you were to ask me, uh, Neil, what does success look like for the Jeremiah Johnston Show? My my prayer for every single person who listens live across the Net Faith Radio Network, on the podcast or download or whatever, that we will raise up believers who are like the leaders of the tribe of Is- Issachar. Mm-hmm. I remember 1 Chronicles 12.32 they were men and women who understood the times they knew what Israel should do. And we need discernment. We are in a culture of confusion. So many competing voices. And so my prayer is that this program uh, will be a go-to place for you to receive that encouragement. Neil, I think we have Mike holding for us. Mike, do. I appreciate uh, your patience. Uh, thanks for calling into the program. Uh, where are you calling from and what's your question?
2: Hi, Jeremiah. I'm calling from Houston. Uh, I- I've been a Follower of your ministry for some time, I'm just really excited to see that you have a show now.
0: Thank you. um,
2: I'm just, I'm just really uh, pleased with your ministry, and I really believe it lines up with Second Timothy two fifteen to show yourself approved under God Mm -hmm. of workmanship. There needs not to be ashamed, rightly rightly dividing the word of truth. I just thank you. You know, because you talk about one of the questions that I really enjoy you asking people that i've i've heard you through some of your videos and that kind of thing is to you know not be a, a lazy thinker um, and and to use your mind and um, right. i i really admire that about you and your ministry and my question for you today is that you know sometimes we as christians and and me personally i have a hard time you know deciding like you know When is God telling me specifically to do something, you know? Uh, What is a really good way that you found to consistently hear from God's voice?
0: Thank you, Mike, for those affirming comments from Houston. And this is such an excellent question. It's actually my second most frequently asked question from Christians across the denominational spectrum. Mike asks it this way. How do we know what God's voice is in our life? How do we discern that? How do we know God's will for our life? And I pointed this out in my Dark Side Bible study. I was amazed when I researched the paranormal world how many Christians will look to a horoscope And how many believers in Jesus Christ will actually consult a medium when they have a difficult decision to make? There is so much (laughs) confusion out there. And friends, let us never forget, the will of God for my life will always be found in the Word of God. If I'm not reading the Word of God, if I'm not bathing my mind in Scripture, I will not be filled with God's Holy Spirit, and therefore I will be unable to hear God's voice. When I ask the Holy Spirit to fill me... When I meet the requisites of Ephesians 5, uh, 14 to 21, when God's spirit fills me, when I bathe my mind in scripture, when I'm faithful under a local church, it is amazing how much clarity I receive in my life for my marriage, for my troubled teen, for my business. Um, but it's also interesting to me when I get away from that how much confusion there is. And so I think apart from those things, it's impossible to understand to discern God's will for our life. Thank you so much for the question, Mike. I think we have Jenny holding for us. Uh, Jenny, thank you for calling in. What's your question today on the Jeremiah Johnston Show?
2: Hi, Jeremy. Um, I just got back from an amazing trip to Germany. And while we were there, we had the opportunity to tour a concentration camp and i was just really overcome by the suffering that um i witnessed Mm. while there and i'm just wondering how you answer a question really dealing with the problem of evil but how could god have allowed something so horrible to happen
0: wow jenny a heavyweight question (laughs) here that deserves a heavyweight answer um wow Um, god bless you for just your uh, courage to call in and discuss this question You know, where was God when this atrocity happened? I mean, any time there's a school shooting, any time there's a loss of a child, any time there is any injustice in the world, at ChristianThinkers.com, we're flooded with comments from men and women who simply don't understand, they cannot comprehend the coexistence of a good God and evil in the world. And, Neil, this is why, again, I encourage people this is more than a soundbite. Uh, This is the number one reason that men and women walk away from the faith, uh, from the Christian faith. It is a personal experience of evil, suffering, and pain. And friends, I want to tell you first and foremost, uh, there are professors out there, and I speak as a professor about professors Uh, Many professors are nihilists. Uh, That's a Latin term. They don't believe in anything. They don't believe in good or evil. They don't believe that you can call the concentration camp evil because truth is relative. I mean, can you imagine? This is what's being taught at some of the quote-unquote highest levels. And yet the Bible is very clear because of the great catastrophe in Genesis chapter 3. When men and women made a decision, there was a fall, there was a move of sin in the world, and that sin had eternal implications. Men and women have free will to choose to kill. We see this with Cain and Abel, to choose to abuse and do terrible things. And yet, I believe as a person of faith, Genesis 50, 19, and 20, what Satan can mean for bad in my life, God can turn for good because he is able to do that. He is a good God. I can trust him no matter what. And so I want to encourage you, Jenny, to check out uh, my unanswered book, Bible study and video series where I discuss, you know, how do I believe in a God when there's evil suffering and pain? And there's a lot more on our website that we can get to. Um, Neil, um, how are we doing with our breaks here? Yeah, I, do, do we do have time for another uh, call. We do have
1: time for another call. And uh, I know that uh, that question about uh, how could God allow suffering is going to be probably recurring regularly. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to on com- uh, upcoming programs when we can continue to dive through and dig through that one. But I think uh, we got got uh, Craig next uh, on, uh, on line four. Craig, thanks for calling in. Yeah, it's good to be with you. Good to hear your show. I think it's just great that you're uh, doing this new show. I love the format. Thank you. Well, you know, let me ask you this, Dr. Johnston. What do you tell people? who say the Bible's an old book, might have been great a long time ago, but today in our modern world, modern science, modern thinking, the Bible just doesn't really have anything to say to us.
0: Uh, This is such a great question. And, Craig, thank you so much uh, for your affirming comments about the Jeremiah Johnston Show. You know, what do we do with people that look at the Bible and they just think it's like any ordinary other old dusty book and it needs to be left in the halls of history? It's not relevant for us today. Well, um, i 've dedicated my life, Craig, to answering that question at Christian thinkers Society, and in my doctoral education when I lived in england i 'll never forget uh, when my doctoral seminar tutor uh, actually looked at me and said, "We cannot privilege the Bible we have to put we have to hold this Bible to the same critical thinking test that we would any other book from history, and let 's see if it is actually a reliable document that speaks to us today and with the power." ...of the Bible, is that it is altogether relevant, it is reliable, it does have infallibility, it does have authority... ...and guess what, I don't have to check my brain at the door as a historian, it's not all faith. Yes, we have faith, but you know what Luke says in his incipit, that's Latin, in his first few verses of the Gospel of Luke... ...he says, "...I write these things to you so that you may know..." Uh, It's interesting. He uses that Greek word autoptes, the word that we get autopsy from, actually. He consults eyewitness accounts. He says it's possible that in reading the scriptures, we can have a certainty to our faith. And so when we look at the historicity of the New Testament, we see that it checks off perfectly. When we look at... The veracity and the reliability, the manuscript attestation, my gosh, we have nearly 6,000 Greek fragments of the New Testament. Nothing else compares, friends. I mean, uh, my friend Dan Wallace says, and even Craig Evans uh, in their books, Fabricating Jesus and Others, say that we have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to the autograph collection that undergirds and substantiates our English Bibles or whatever language it is in with our Greek originals. And so without a question, it's a Bible that speaks to us today. And I personally have seen this. You know, we just saw the passing a few months ago of Dr. Billy Graham. What was he known for saying? The Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says there is a power and authority in the word of God. And so we need to speak it. We need to know it. We need to share it. And you watch how it changes lives. Craig, that's an excellent question. Uh, friends, uh, we have several others who are waiting to get on who are texting in. Uh, but, Neil, I think it's time to go to a break Let's and uh, come yeah. back and uh, stay with us. This is a great conversation on the Jeremiah Johnson Show. And just do
1: want to mention, too, you can join in with a phone call at eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four. You can call or text eight seven seven ninety three faith or you can go to AskJJJ.com.
0: Friends from across the Faith Radio Network, uh, thank you for joining us. This is the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I want to encourage you to keep texting me your questions, Ask askjjj.com. And this is our inaugural program. Those of you who are listening via podcast, you can listen live. Saturdays from 11 to 12 Central Time, and those of you listening in Hartford, Connecticut, and on the Northeast, uh, that is 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. in the afternoon. We're taking your questions, and I'm also so delighted to be joined again by Neil Stavem, Director of Programming for Faith Radio Network. Neil uh you've been with faith radio network since before i existed my brother you've been you've <laughs> yep. been with faith radio for 42 yeah. years just give us give us a few seconds of just the <laughs> mission of faith radio um, you all are doing such a great work, and I'm so excited that our ministry is partnering with you all to deliver this program that I'm already seeing is so needed by just the yeah.
1: amount of questions we're receiving. Yeah, you've been like a son to me, Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we uh, Faith Radio, our our heart and passion. You mentioned uh, Billy Graham. When Billy Graham was president of Northwestern Schools back in 1949, that's when Faith Radio began, and so his was the first voice on the air. And and wow. over that time, that that heart about what the Bible says and proclaiming that has been at the center of our mission. Uh, We talk about not only to lead people to Christ, introduce them to Jesus, but then to help people grow in their faith, to nurture them in their faith through all that we do on media. And we like to say that Faith Radio is about connecting faith to life every day. So it's not only hearing God's word, but applying it. And that's why I think answers to these questions are so valuable, because here's how we can apply what God's word says into into our thinking day by day. That's right. And uh, I love the spirit of,
0: of the program as well, Very, of the whole ministry, really, of Faith Radio. It's interdenominational. We don't get caught up in the weeds where yeah. anyone who's for Jesus can listen and, and participate in such a wonderful broadcast. So, Neil, again, thank you for, on this maiden voyage, joining us on the Jeremiah Johnston Show. Al, you've been holding for a while from Minneapolis. I appreciate your patience. You're live on the Jeremiah Johnston Show right now. What's your question for us?
2: I read about a pastor who killed himself last week, and uh, I'm just wondering why. Why are there so many people that are leaving Christianity? And I'm really worried about the churches. It seems like they're full of people with gray hair. Where are the young people? Why is this happening?
0: Wow, Al, thank you so much uh, for that question, and I am aware of the situation that you're referencing, and uh, as I wrote in our unanswered Bible study and book with Lifeway Publishing, I think one of the most underreported phenomenon that's happening right now in the Christian faith is the suicide not only of Christians inside the church, but of our leaders, of our pastors, and um, I hear about this frequently, and it is so heart-wrenching, it's so heart-breaking, Um, And yet there is hope, friends. Uh, The Bible says that we are going to go through difficult times. We are going to go through challenges. And yet I think that there is this um, celebrity pastor mentality that has crept into the church, that I have to be super popular, I can't have any problems, I can't be transparent or vulnerable. And that's when the problem begins with this suicide epidemic. And, friends, I want to tell you something I'm going to say again and again on this program. Vulnerability is the new superpower. Transparency is the new superpower, and so I encourage you, take your masks off. I'm not going to judge you for the questions that you have. Uh, I mentioned this in some of our promos. I mean, Christians, we don't gossip. We just share prayer requests, right? Um, We're happy to have a prayer request about someone. Uh, And so people are then hesitant to bring up these difficult subjects. And um, Al asked a very important question. What is the problem with the slide? Why are we seeing so many walk away from the church? And there's a variety of ways to answer this. There's quite a few studies out there. That have documented the rise of what's called the religious nuns, people that now say they have no religious preference. But I believe without a doubt, those that are interested in having a Christian faith, those that want to have a faith that not only impacts their heart and their mind, they are still out there. So I still have a lot of hope. I'm seeing it in all of our events across the country with churches and Christian Thinkers Society. Um, I have not given up hope yet, but, friends, we have to have recourse to the Bible. We have to make sure our churches are salty, uh, that you're actually going to learn something from the Word of God. There's going to be an exegetical payoff. We're going to hear the gospel. We're going to actually have authority in God's Word. Do you remember what J.B. Phillips said, do you have a big God or do you have a little God? He could tell real quickly if you served a big God or a little God uh, by your sermons and your communication. And so such an important question. I've discussed this at ChristianThinkers.com. John Lennox said it, the reason that 98% of Britons have left the church. BBC did a documentary on this. They did a poll, and the the answer, number one answer given, was the church won't answer my unanswered questions. That's why I'm leaving. The church has become irrelevant to my life. And Neil, again, that's why I'm so grateful to you for having, again, the vision to partner with us to just simply open the telephone lines to answer people's questions.
1: Well, this is, I mean, clearly, as you say, that that's, if that's one of the reasons, and this is, uh, this is a way to address those reasons, and I want to thank all our uh, listening friends for their calls today, and we're going to get to as many as we can here during the hour. It's the inaugural show of the uh, Jeremiah Johnston Show, and Glad to have you listening here on Faith Radio. You can call or text 877-93-FAITH. And, Jeremiah, if you're uh, if you're ready to go, we've got another call waiting to go.
0: I do. In fact, I have got. I want to answer the text, too, if you don't mind. we sure. will have a lot sure. of people texting in questions. So there's several ways to contact us at the Jeremiah Johnson Show, 877-933-2484. You can either call that number or you can text that number. From any cell phone, if you want to just simply email the questions, I'm just getting ready to receive uh, answer, askjjj.com. Just go to www.askjjj.com. That's three J's. Uh, here's a, uh, t- an emailed question from Brian. Uh, Dr. Johnston, last week, your op-ed for Fox News, My Daughter Prayed to Alexa. Um, Friends, you got to check out that op-ed. We talk about artificial intelligence in the home. That's my parenthetical note. He writes, I noticed you did not respond to Alexa's answer about Jesus being a fictional character. What would be your response? Great question, Brian. Thank you for emailing it in at AskJJJ.com. Friends, if we believe that Jesus is a myth, if we believe that Jesus is a fictional character, we should not believe anything from late antiquity. Do you realize that the evidence that we have for Jesus of Nazareth, and I'm not even talking about the Bible, friends, before I open the New Testament. We have over 10 historical sources within 100 years of the life of Christ that give us all kinds of delicious extra-biblical details about Jesus of Nazareth. I'm talking about Roman historians like Tacitus, Suetonius. These are Roman historians. They are not Christians. In fact, they think Christianity is a pernicious little superstition that should be done away with, in the words of Tacitus. Yet they give us all of these details about a Jewish man from a Roman outpost by the name of Christus or Jesus Christ or Jesus of Nazareth. Do you realize how profound it is that the founder of our belief system, the world's largest belief system, Christianity, came from a Roman outpost? He was born in the small town of Nazareth, and yet... As a historian, as someone who right now is speaking as a critical thinker, I'm not privileging the Bible as much as I would love to as a Christian. If I'm just looking at it through a critical lens, Brian, I have to appeal to Roman emperors, understand that, for the same historical evidence that we have from Jesus of Nazareth. There is no... Bible scholar, philosopher, historian, worth his or her salt, who would believe that Jesus was a myth, that Jesus was not a real person. Now, we can dialogue and argue about the nature of physical bodily resurrection. We can dialogue and argue about the nature of the miraculous claims, but where we can all agree is that Jesus of Nazareth, the historical Jesus, and again, the earliest documents are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that record about the historical Jesus. He was indeed a real person, Brian. Uh, I I didn't want to take my op-ed in that direction because it would have hijacked the entire op-ed. This is what I do my work in, Uh, but I have written about it extensively uh, in other places. Thank you, Brian, for the emailed question. Neil, I think we have another phoned-in question.
1: Nan has uh, been waiting patiently in Woodbury, and let's uh, take her next. Hi, this is Nan. Yes.
2: And I, I have a question, Dr. Jeremiah, on the, uh, you know, some of the, my friends that I know in the past, and sometimes even now, that, that who came
1: from uh, different uh, background of a religion, uh, sometimes when they need to answer or something, sometimes they go to the, uh, like, a superstition, like a read a horoscope, and it's kind of a, that uh, direction.
2: Instead of going to the Word of God. So I know the Word of God has the answer to just the life, you know, issues. So can you help us, or help me to, uh, where in the Bible specifically say that we are not to do that? I know yes. that Samuel and Saul, I remember,
1: he was, he was speaking, hmm. uh, you know.
0: Yes. Uh, well, Neil, thank, Nan, thank you for the question. Uh, that is just a phenomenal question. And, Nan, we're going to go into a break here in a few minutes, so I might have to answer the rest of it on the other side of the break. But I do want to get to it right now because this is such an important question, Nan. Thank you for calling in. Um, this is my top – this is my number three most frequently asked mm-hmm. question, is this whole nature of the paranormal world and how it intersects the Christian life. And so her specific question is, where in the Bible does it say uh, that we shouldn't dabble in the arts? We shouldn't dabble in these uh, in the dark side, if you will. I actually have a Bible study, Nan, called The Dark Side, where I discuss this. And I think of two, 2 Corinthians 11, 14. Paul warned that even Satan disguised himself as an angel of light. The paranormal world can sound so Christian, man, can it? I mean, I was fascinated when I was answering this question. Audrey and I did a couple dates uh, here in Houston where we live where we just drove around to psychic shops, Neil. Uh, it wasn't the coolest date, by the way. Uh, we didn't go inside, but I, was, I marveled at just the advertisements of these of, for these mediums and necromancers. You know, first two questions free. Uh, and by the way, most, uh, if not all, so- and mediums they never use their real name Um, they they use pseudonyms uh, and they certainly don't give refunds ladies and gentlemen with bad advice i want to make sure you understand that and yet there are many quote-unquote ordained christian psychic and mediums now when you Mm -hmm. talk about an oxymoron there's no such thing as an ordained christian psychic or medium that is completely against what the word of god says i think about deuteronomy chapter 13 verses one through five Moses warns against believing false signs and wonders very clearly. Um, I think of 1 Thessalonians, I think it's chapter 5, verse 21 or 22. Paul says, abstain from every form of evil. And so when we were plugging in our Alexa, Nan, I understand the question. uh, When we were setting her up in the provisional uh, setups, it was, do you want me to read you your horoscope every day? And I was like, Alexa, of course not. Uh, I don't need a Ouija board, Neil. I don't need a Alexa device to tell me God's will for my life. The scripture is clear. I find that in Jesus and the word of God, the Holy Spirit, and the gathering together of believers. Friends, we've got to go to a break, but uh, we have several more calls. Thank you so much for these questions. You're listening to The Jeremiah Johnston Show. And don't forget you can connect with us at ChristianThinkers.com. I'll see you in 90 seconds. Please stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. We welcome you back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I am Jeremiah, broadcasting on the Faith Radio Network, and this first program with Neil Stavum, the Director of Programming for Faith Radio Network. We're taking your calls, your questions, your concerns. Happy to answer those. And we have Chris, who's been waiting on the line. Chris, thank you so much for your patience. Uh, you're live on the Jeremiah Johnston Show. What question do you have for us today?
2: Hey there. So I'm currently a college student on pursuit of ministry. Uh, And so as someone who's in college and constantly uh, striving towards this academic pursuit uh, and even listening to your show that focuses so much on just uh, the mental and almost apologetic aspect of faith, um, Jesus says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so my question for you is how do we as academics, as Christians, as even ministers, uh, how do we homogenize these aspects of faith? Uh, and combine the academic with this relational love we should have for God.
0: Oh, I love it, Chris, and I love that word homogenize. You are a young scholar in the making, I can tell. So I compliment you, Chris, uh, calling the college student. And this is a great question. How do we pair academic pursuits with loving God? And, Chris, you, you quoted a verse that I just love. Jesus is confronted by the Pharisees in Matthew 22 and Mark chapter 12. It's nomikos in Greek. These would have been the professors of the law. And they said, teacher, what is the greatest commandment? And do you remember how Jesus responds? He actually quotes the Shema, Deuteronomy 6, 5, but he changes it. He alters it. The Shema says, love God with your heart, soul, and strength. Uh, but Jesus says, love God with your heart, soul mind and strength love god with your thinking and chris you're bringing up such an excellent point inside of your question and that as a believer in jesus christ we have to blow through this myth that we somehow check our brain at the door when we become a christian and Unfortunately, in some churches, I don't want to ever put any church down, but you do feel like you're not getting intellectually what you want to, what you need in the Christian life. And so I want to encourage you to always find a salty, biblical-centric church where the Bible is being taught. You're hearing great messages from the scripture that coincide with what's happening in culture and with the great embarrassment of riches that we have, historically speaking. And without a doubt, I think Jesus sets the example for us. You know, we have everyone in the world that wants to be on good terms with Jesus, Neil. I've noticed this. You know, it's Jesus true. is my homeboy. Jesus is the man. I mean, we have all these memes out there, but we have lost this notion of Jesus as an intelligent person. And I believe Jesus is the most intelligent person to have ever lived. And he made that very clear uh, through what we can read in the Gospels. And, Neil, I was actually studying something recently that I'd never seen before. I'd love to get your take on this. Um, John 21 says that if everything that was written about the life of Jesus was written down, all the libraries in the world could not contain uh, the narrative of that, of Jesus' life. As a historical Jesus scholar, when we go through and we actually quantify the life of Jesus, there are 53 primary events But if we were to actually put those 53 primary events in a 24 hour period, well, first off, we don't have any full day in Jesus' life. But if we did, there is at most only about 27 days recorded in the New Testament of the life of Jesus. Think about that for a moment, because he was around 30 when he was crucified. And yet the New Testament really only describes about 27 days of his life. And look at the impact he made. 27 days of Jesus turned the world upside down. What do you think about that? Well,
1: it's so fascinating because I know that you've written about it in, in your book, of Unimaginable, right? I mean, that, that the world truly has been turned upside down because of Jesus. And we, we take for granted so much of the impact of his life and legacy and the uh, and, and, uh, still today, having influence in, in bringing about life change. That's pretty fa- uh, fascinating, though, just uh, a pretty short synopsis, and yet of what the impact it's had over the centuries. Wow.
0: Absolutely. Um, we've got Paul from Grand Forks. Uh, Paul, we've got just a few minutes uh, before our last break, and then I'm going to close it out. Thank you for uh, your patience. What question do you have uh, for the Jeremiah Johnson Show?
2: I would like to know if uh, how much time passed between when uh, – adam and eve were created and when jesus was born
0: well that's a great question paul and as christian thinkers as people that read the bible as authoritative as infallible we have to be very careful that we don't uh, create doctrines or build a soapbox where there are arguments from silence we just simply do not know how many years transpired Uh, between adam and eve and the historical jesus now we do think we know when the historical jesus was born he was born Uh, We can date this, actually, thanks to Herod the Great, in about 4 to 6 B.C. Talk about the big error, by the way. Uh, When the Gregorian calendar was made, uh, they got it off by about five years. It was kind of a big historical oops. And so uh, Jesus was actually born, let's just call it 5 B.C. And so depending on where you date the crucifixion, we know that Jesus' death by Roman crucifixion is probably the best established fact of the ancient world. I don't need to have faith to believe that Jesus died on the cross, it's a historical fact. Uh, and it happened in either 80, 30 or 80, 33. So that's where we get this idea. Uh, Paul that Jesus was in his late 30s when he was crucified but we do not see a specific number of years that have passed by in the Old Testament and that's also why it's very important and now we do see the, the how important it is of course the genealogies we see that in Matthew's gospel I've taught the gospel of Matthew the genealogies are extremely important but they're not trying to draw out A specific year number date setter motif. No, they're trying to draw out Jesus' humanity and his priestly kingdom status. That's what we see with the genealogies that are brought out in the Gospel of Matthew. They're very important. They're there for theological reasons. And friends, I just want to give you a warning. Please stay away from the date setters. Please stay away from the people that want to give you an exact date of when Jesus is going to return. Do you remember what Jesus says? No one knows but the Father. So if Jesus couldn't even give the exact date in the gospel as it's recorded in the New Testament, we need to be careful uh, that we don't do that as well. And, again, that's where I get real skittish. Uh, When I get around people that want to name the name of Christ and yet be real hard and fast uh, with date setters, that creates disbelief because if Jesus doesn't come back, And, you know, 1985 or 2012 or at the end of the world or the Mayan calendar, uh, people's faith can be wrecked through that. And so as good Christian thinkers of people that love their God with all their heart, soul and mind, we need to be so careful with understanding, exegeting and truly appreciating the scripture. And also, as we read the Old Testament, reading it within its different genres and so understanding biblical interpretation. Uh, Friends, we've got to go to a break. Uh, Please stay with us through the end of the program because Neil and I are going to talk about the upcoming weeks. We've got some excellent guests that are going to join us, some other Christian thinkers. I want to do a reveal of who those are uh, and then just give a final word on this first program. Uh, Stay with us in the break. You're listening to The Jeremiah Johnston Show, and don't forget to connect with me at ChristianThinkers.com.
1: You're listening to the initial release of the Jeremiah Johnston Show here on the Faith Radio Network. I'm Neil Stavem sitting in with Dr. Jeremiah Johnston, who is a well-known author, scholar. He's president of the Christian Thinker Society, and answering your questions today. And Jeremiah, we, you know, our time is slipping away here. Only a couple <laughs> of minutes left. It's gone fast. Yeah, there, and there's a lot of questions probably that, that we still didn't get to.
0: You're right, and uh, friends, at first, I just want to thank you for the the excitement and the participation around this show. It is a step of faith to do this, and uh, it's just interesting to me. It, you know, it never ceases to amaze me, Neil, that when you are truly listening to someone, when they know you're listening, they will ask questions. And where I began, it takes courage to ask a question. and. Friends, I want to encourage you. People respond to a question so much better than an assertion. And so for those of you that we didn't get to, I mean, I'm looking right here. We have at least a dozen that have been texted in and some others that are holding. We have your question. We will answer it. We'll answer it in upcoming programs as well. And so I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this via podcast later, you haven't joined our live show, which is Saturdays at 11 Central, 12 Eastern. Uh, every Saturday. If you don't join us on the live program, I do want to encourage you to email me your question at askjjj.com. If you go to www.askjjj.com, you can submit that question to us. And Neil, I just, I'm, I'm delighted by the excitement around this show, and I do want to thank everyone, not only at Faith Radio, but all the supporters of Christian Thinkers Society, the prayer team, those that have financially given so we could put in a radio studio here in Houston. It's been a real joint effort
1: and partnership, and it's all for the glory of God. Well, I know that uh, this is just the beginning and that uh, you have great opportunity as you travel and speak. I know you'll have opportunity to connect with, with a variety of uh, thinkers and, and faith leaders from around the country. So give us a little preview of what might be coming up.
0: Absolutely. Well, next Saturday, Sheila Walsh joins me, one of my favorite female Bible teachers. She'll be on the program uh, the week after that, Pastor Rick Renner, who has an amazing work right now in Moscow, Russia. He's going to talk about how the Holy Spirit is working throughout the country of Russia. Sean McDowell will join me as well as several other guests uh, in the upcoming weeks. All will us have opportunity in October. We actually have an archaeologist. So I've asked Professor Craig Evans and Eli Shakrone, Ellie Chikron who's an archaeologist from jerusalem we're going to do a live remote broadcast with him we're going to be talking about the latest in biblical archaeology i mean it's just so interesting every program is going to be fascinating i think uh, because, again, I'm just going to be answering the questions that you all have asked. And so uh, please pray for the Jeremiah Johnston Show. Help us get the word out. Uh, post it on your social media feeds if you like it. And give us a good rating on, on the podcast. And certainly download it and pray for us as we continue to minister to people. Neil, my colleague, my friend, uh, thank you so much uh, for your willingness to be with us on the program today for the very first episode. I'll never
1: forget it. I was busy taking notes and excited about the way that you responded. And I know it's just going to be a great opportunity for our listening family to get answers to their questions. Again, you can ask jjj.com or christianthinkers.com websites. Jeremiah, blessings to you. We look forward to having you on next weekend.
0: Awesome. Thank you all for joining us on the Jeremiah Johnston Show. Tune in at the next program. Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Thanks for listening to the podcast from the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I definitely want to hear from you, so if you have a follow-up question from today's program, you can submit it to me at www.askjjj.com. you also see how you can connect with us from there across social media. And don't forget, these conversations are available because of listener support. And you can make a gift right now to the Faith Radio Network at www.myfaithradio.com. And to avoid missing future editions of the Jeremiah Johnston Show, please subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. You can do it with Google Play, RSS feed. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and growing the impact of the program.